You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. As Benjamin Percy's Red Moon opens, Claire Forster is worrying about her college applications. She lives with two nice parents in a nice house in a nice suburb. All that, along with the reader's perceptions of our world, is about to change. She does not know what is happening outside right this minute, as the small brigade of vehicles, the armored vans, the black sedans with government plates, appear at the end of her block with their headlights off. She lives in a wooded neighborhood, each house set back on a half-acre lot. There are no streetlights, no sidewalk. The vehicles purr to a stop. Percy's novel is both an intense thriller and an awe-inspiring satire of contemporary culture and politics. To craft his story, he began by asking himself a simple question. What do we fear right now? We fear infection. And if you look at the countertops or the entryways of any business in America, you'll find Purell oozing from it as an embodiment of this. But then I wanted to braid that together with our fear of terrorism. And so, infection, terror, merging the two together into this, which is, I guess you could say, a post-9-11 reinvention of the werewolf myth. Red Moon is an effective, immersive thriller that works on a wide international canvas with a large cast of characters. Percy had to create his own tools to craft his novel. You know, it's impossible to keep especially a book of this size in my head all at once. So what I do is I rip off of my kid's art easel, a 10-foot scroll of paper, and I hang it on my office wall. I needed that blueprint. Over the top of it, one of the things I would do, too, was create what I called a suspense-o-meter to figure out the spikes and the valleys, when the action was coming to a head and when there was a moment of repose where the characters might consider their circumstances and to have an emotionally resonant moment. For all the thrills of his plot and concept, Percy's novel is intensely political. On every page, in every scene, Percy uses his fantastic concept to craft characters who manage to sympathetically reflect opposing sides of the same issue. I hope when somebody's reading this book, they can see parallels to our own world. I wanted that mirror that I'm holding up with a crack running through it to make the reflection blurred enough and warped enough that it is and is not that political figure or this international battle or this cultural conflict or even this disease. It is, I hope, all-encompassing enough and blurred enough that we're looking at it from every conceivable angle. Much of the action in Red Moon takes place in the wilderness. Percy was writing from his own background. I grew up on 27 acres of land in Oregon, and at dawn I would take off, and by dinner I could return in sort of a huck finish sort of way with not much in the way of supervision. Uh, And my parents were back to the landers for a while, so we had a huge vegetable garden, we had a hen house, we had fruit trees, my father hunted all of our meat, Uh, so we ate venison, elk, and bear I grew up eating bear. That's why I sound like this. Benjamin Percy's Red Moon is a mind-boggling cultural and political satire that turns our perceptions upside down and inside out while it immerses us in a literally ripping yarn. It's an uncomfortable mirror, but we can't look away. 
With Time to Read, I'm Rick Kleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.